hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Mm, I'm good. I'm a bit sleepy today. Yeah. It's 11 a.m. already here. I don't know. I woke up early and I was like super energetic and I was like, oh, I have the whole morning. And now it's already 11 a.m. and I'm like, oh, I didn't Time do as much gone. as I thought. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> I often get that as well. When like those days when time is just slipping through your fingers and you think, I haven't done half of what I wanted to do. It's over. Yeah. And yeah. you know, um, Pluto is moving to Aquarius today, no? Is it today? Yes, it's, it's today. today. Yes, yes, the 23rd. So, um, I have it here. At yeah. The yeah. Yeah, it March is. 23 at 12.13 GMT. So in about three hours. Yeah, we're very close. We're on the verge. Ah! I, yeah, I know. And I woke up today. And like usually I wake up, I check my phone and I have a look at what I have, you know, messages or whatever. And I had this like spam message from like my website, someone saying that they had my website. And I was like, <gasps> and I, I just woke up. So I was like, what? Like it was really like, and then I was like, okay, well, that's a spam. Like that's for sure a spam. It was like, a, like, um, um, what is that that they call like a scam? So they're obviously trying to get money and stuff. But yeah. um, but it's a scam like asking for you to pay in bitcoins as well. Like how Plutoon Aquarius is that? Wow. <laughs> I have bitcoins. Like what the fuck? <laughs> wow. Yes. Uh, and also I don't know. I mean, if your website does get hacked in reality, mm. you would feel like in some ways very proud right like you're I'm well, very important really they're trying to hack my website <laughs> i feel really invaded but the thing is what really like you know helped me i guess to know that this was a scam that they're like oh we've got all the information of your customers and your employees i'm like <laughs> i'm not any employees like i don't put any of my customers information on my website so good luck with that <laughs> 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 like that was like clearly a scam but like imagine if i didn't have though you know because i still don't like everything i do is still very very much like manual and like you know it's like it's still very much what's the word like old school i would say you know someone messaged yes. me and said, hey i want to have a consultation and say okay i've got this day available that time available i don't have like a put your card here and pay for it like i you know, miss it. <laughs> so I do have I it. I'm more like Platoon Aquarius. I have it like choose your available slots. So they go to the calendar and they find which slots are available. And then it's just <laughs> um get you pay and yeah. Yeah, it's automatized a little bit more, isn't it? Yeah. Which, you know, my partner keeps saying I should do that as well. Ob. And I'm always like, nah, you know. I have to say, Virgos are very controlling. <laughs> Even though, like, I like to say, you know, I'm not, and I'm a you know, freedom-loving person and all. Like, there is a side of me that likes to know what's going on and, you know. It's, um, I think it's a Lee's Green book that was uh, Barriers and Boundaries, that she says, hmm. the, the controlling uh, tendencies of Virgo is a defense mechanism against chaos. And I think I feel that very much. It's like, I, oh. you know, any sort of chaos. And I feel like but, if I don't know things, you know, and it's like, 
and also resistance to have a calendar booked in too much in advance as well. It's like mm. maybe that will have to change as well in a while, but <clears throat> I mean it's um to me it's the opposite actually. I get annoyed by having to do I think we sure. talked about this once, like the little things that we need to do to for our job, like organizing the appointments. So yeah. I get like very, very annoyed with that. So I prefer not to have to deal with that. So I used to have an assistant for a while. I was a mess, you know, I, I think I shared this once, like people were asking me to do their charts and I would go around and around trying to find a, a moment to meet them. So sometimes yeah. people actually got angry. I remember once she got one client, she got very angry. Like, I'm trying to have an appointment with you and you keep going round and round. And she was right, actually. She was also <laughs> going a little bit round and around. But, uh, you know, it's like we got two, two people who can't commit together. And basically, so, so I hired this assistant. And basically, when they were contacting me for the... Um, for a consultation, I would tell them, you need, to, you need to contact my assistant and he will do it. And now what I do is to automatize it. Uh, but it's interesting because to me, that's the way I protect myself from chaos, from the chaos, from my own chaos, from the, my chaotic mind. You know, I'm, I'm very bad also at, you know this, you've been living in different places. You need to adjust to different time zones. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, my yeah. mind collapses when I have to do that. Time zone works. Yeah. And with the website, they, they get it on their own time zone. I set the available times that I have. Uh, they pay. It's like I don't have to deal with also with the issue of paying, not paying, whether they have paid, they didn't pay. It's like you book, you pay. So I get that also out of the way. Um, yeah, yeah. So in some ways, to me, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's liberating, isn't it? I mean, that's the Aquarian in you, I suppose. More into yes. automatize that's actually helping and saving time. Whereas for me, it's like unknown territory. It's like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How yes. would that work? You know? <laughs> it's interesting. And I prefer, I prefer not to know. Like I, in the weekend, I will look at the, usually on Saturdays, I will look at the calendar to see what's coming up on the next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I know, ah, on Friday I have a consultation. Maybe on Tuesday I have a consultation. I have to prepare it. Uh, right. I always make sure I have enough time to prepare it, of course, um, because yeah. of the way I've set the appointments, you make sure you, you have enough time. Uh, but it's like, so I don't, I don't know to, like, I'm, I'm not aware of how many people have booked, how many people they actually i had one one client she was asking me like did you get did you get my payment because i don't know i haven't checked and she was like what do you mean you haven't checked <laughs> don't you need to make sure you are getting paid and i was like yes i should check actually but for me it's so boring and so tedious to have to deal with that stuff yeah. that to let the computer do it it's like oh, i'm free you know yeah yeah literally the computer doing something to free you up isn't it it's interesting how it all works. I still like very much to do it old way, like old school. Like I talk to them, I know what they're after. You know, I can say no if I'm not the right person. <laughs> like I, it gives me a sense of like agency and control over what's happening, you know? Because if someone says, hey, I want to go stage because I want you to tell me my future. I'm like, well, yeah. probably not the right person for you because I'm not going to tell yes. you your future. <laughs> yes. You know? Um. So I avoid those situations, which I have had in the past. I have had. It's true. 
opening something that was completely like not what I could offer and it was very awkward and I didn't know what to do. It was many years ago as well. But then I learned, I learned my lesson. I can really always make sure that the kind of, a, you know, because some people might be looking for traditional astrology as well. Cause that's yes, I agree. So, um, popular now, especially with the younger people, that they yes. will look for that. But I guess if your website is clearly stating it, then... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like my website is clearly stating, I think most people that come to my consultations is either because they saw me or they heard me talk somewhere or they follow me on Instagram. So they also have an idea of what, what kind of things they do. But it is true. I mean, in some ways, I think your way is nicer. I mean, I think it's nicer. Uh, it's more humane. I mean, I think it's nice to talk to someone. Uh, like I was surprised once I had a person who who booked on the website to have analysis to do like analysis ongoing analysis every week and i was yeah. surprised because like that's something very intimate and like yeah. you don't want to talk to me first so i was like are you sure this is what you want? and he was like yeah this is what i want yeah that is fun. so it's yeah. interesting and it did yeah. happen to me once that i had one person who booked something and they were expecting completely something else yeah. And I realized as soon as I started, so I told them, you know what, if you want, I can refund you the money. And I mean, we can either reschedule and do it the way <laughs> that we want or the one that I, that I can do it or we can, I can refund you the money. Yeah. 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 That's because it was thing. once. If it happens all the time, maybe it's different, but if it's only once. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, how are you feeling with this Pluto now? I mean, diverting this into this movement of Pluto in <laughs> Are you looking forward to it? Have you been feeling the energies? Uh, I have been feeling more the energy of the Aries ingress and the new moon in Aries, in Aries than the, and also the Saturn, the Saturn into Pisces, I felt it a lot. Yeah. Maybe because Saturn, Saturn is one of the rulers of my chart because I'm Aquarius rising. So I yeah. do feel a lot like pff, I went into this phase of the unknown and like I was constantly confused and tired and I was constantly confused. Like I was teaching and I was saying so many things that were not wrong, but like not precise enough. Uh-huh. And I was like, did I show you this chart? And they were like, no, you didn't send it. And I was like, what, what chart did I send? No, you sent this other chart. And I was like, ah, okay. Okay. Then let's use that other chart. And I was like, what's happening? You know, yeah. I sent, yeah. I sent the, I sent the, the homework to the list of students from last year. And they were like, why do we have to do this now? <laughs> I was like, no, I confused the list. I'm sorry. It says 2022. Um, I thought it said 2023 on the list. I was like, what, what am I doing? Wow. So I really felt that the Pluto in Aquarius so far, I don't feel it that much, like on a personal level. Mm-hmm. You feel it. Um, it's hard to say, isn't it? Because when you have multiple transits like this, like you know the mm-hmm. the new moon, the ingress, the um Mars about to move to Cancer, and you have so many different things. I think um the key word for March is busy. It's like a very busy month. There is a lot of astrological movements happening. Yes. There's a lot of like intense shifts in the sense that there are like important long-lasting shifts even with pluto going back to a capricorn da, 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 it's still a long-lasting shift so it's confusing to pin down into one thing only 
but um mm -hmm. but i definitely i would say that i can definitely feel the saturn in pisces as well is opposing my mercury i don't really feel confused um but, um, but i do notice like some interesting things like um so basically saturn has done uh what would be a 14 year period full like is is around 14 years that it goes 180 degrees isn't it mm -hmm. yeah. from one place to the next so when i moved to england i had saturn conjoined my mercury mm. so now it's like a full full half cycle yes and saturn is opposing my mercury mm -hmm. and i really feel this movement because it's the 10th and the fourth house and i'm like i want to go back to brazil like i'm here you know i came back so you can see again like i have a different background you can yes. so i'm in the lake district which is you know amazing beautiful natural area here in in england sort of north near scotland and stuff um but every place i stayed since i came back because i stayed in bristol for a little bit then i went to cornwall for a little bit then i came here i have this horrible allergy this whole time wow, wow. Here. and i think symbolically has to do with that saturn because i can't like properly breathe and you know it's like taking its toil on my work and like how much i can work how much i can like can i can concentrate and mm. i think my fourth house is like hey go back what are you doing there <laughs> you know so i'm like this period of being like rethinking my strategies as well of like actually i don't want to leave half and half i want to do maybe nine months in brazil three months somewhere else Mm -hmm. and you know as being like a real time of like letting go this old base like i i take a long time because my angles are fixed so it's like oh maybe you know my life in england is kind of transitioning to something else but it's still my base and but then it's like actually it's not it's like four years later and i'm still like in that dance so i feel that saturn is definitely making itself present in my life in that way and i thought it was so interesting that it is exactly half, you know, exactly opposite to where it was when I moved. It's very interesting. Have you checked the astrocartography? If you have any any line going over England, um, I know that my ascendant shifts to Sagittarius, so I have north. I have north node on the descendant. Mm -hmm. I have south node on the ascendant in in um England. I have Venus on the midheaven as well. Ah, yeah. So I have Venus on the midheaven. Um, I've always had a strong feeling that like I, my partner would be British somehow. Like, ah, wow, We've been <laughs> and in a way, there. like yeah, like we went back to Brazil, and you know, we we went there together. He's learning Portuguese. He's very keen, you know, and like he liked it. I this last time I was in Brazil, he came with me, and it was an experiment. It was like how you're gonna feel, you know, and mm -hmm. I was like exaggerating things for him, as so I was like, listen, it's dangerous. And, you know, get, get yourself a phone that you don't care about to walk around with, you know, because okay. so I made him get a phone like that's not his, you know, real phone that he uses it. Mm -hmm. um, so if you get robbed, if something happens and like there's loads, I mean, you're from Argentina. I knew that. Yeah, you, I understand. Yeah. It's a complete different lifestyle, right? Like we go to Brazil and they're like, we order an Uber. We have to check how many trips that Uber did, how you know how many stars does that Uber driver has because they can kidnap you, right? <laughs> <That's> like... 
it's uh, I have questions with Ubers because they weren't driving long enough. It's like this guy's been driving for a week. Like I don't know who this guy is. I'm gonna cancel it. Whereas if I was in England, I wouldn't mind. I'd be like, right, okay, I'll go in that Uber, you know, because you don't hear about kidnaps unless you're a rich person. And then especially mm-hmm. kidnap you. <laughs> I mean, so, I haven't had that with Uber, but I do find sometimes I'm walking on some places here in Athens, yeah. and I'm like, if this was Argentina, I wouldn't be walking at this time yeah. alone. So rela- as relaxed as I am, it's like yeah, yeah, it's a different life. It's a different life, and it has its ups and downs. You know, there's like pros and cons like anywhere you know of course there are things that are fantastic there that's why you're thinking actually you want to go back yeah there are some things that are fantastic the downside of here is like this crazy living costs you know crisis and the weather as well and i never thought that affected me Mm. but it does well i'm in athens i don't have that (laughs) that problem (laughs) but yeah it's true that the life cost uh, in europe is um, high i think also the the lifestyle is more like work approached in some ways i mean i think in argentina also people have to work a lot to to make a living especially now with the crisis uh but there is yeah But there is this kind of, the important thing of life is not so much work, it's more like enjoying life. Yeah, I mean, it's my parents are getting really old as well, which is again that Saturn the fourth house and I'm feeling Mm. old. I'm like really knowing old age somehow more intimately, you know, even though like it really happened yet, but I do really like feel it as well so so that transit i definitely feel you know felt it yeah and um, also saturn in the fourth is like what is the essence of belonging to you yeah like you know when, when you have saturn in the house i feel like it's asking to go to the essence of things and if it's yeah. in the fourth is like what is the essence of yeah. your sense of belonging your sense of past your sense of family your sense of rooting yeah. and how may that serve your mercury in the t- is it in the 10th your mercury yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and the sun so, as well well, the sun and mercury in conjunction so it's both so it's like yeah i gotta uh accept and then shift you know this perspective into right brazil sao paulo is my base and from there i go for three months somewhere and i spent you know i spend time outside because i love traveling but but this is you know the place i don't yeah. need to go from place with allergy and you know be like yeah. struggling with this you know so it's been very interesting but but yeah, like I was saying, my partner actually in the end, he really enjoyed Brazil. Even though, you know, there's a very complete different lifestyle and different things, which that you need to keep, you know, if someone is like walking behind you or if, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we had like two, three people screaming around my flat because they got their phones robbed. And, you know, and oh, they're, really? like, <laughs> they're like wailing, you know, in the street. And you're like, shit, what happened? So you go in the window, check. And it's like, oh, they got their phones stolen. I was like a oh, little, wow. like a little gang of you know bicycle riders that if you're like walking distracted with your phone, they just they just grab it. Ah. I mean, you need that in Europe as well, but there is like a lot. And um, wow, yeah, and um, but nevertheless, he liked it, so great. And um, and so now he's like looking into like um digital nomad visas because you can get digital nomad visa in brazil and stay in brazil for a year oh um, wow. 
Yeah. And then you can extend for another year if you want to, but that's like plenty of time. So. Mm, it's interesting, you know, and it's also interesting how these, uh, because I have a friend, one of my best friends, he, for a while, he wanted to move to Argentina. He's from Italy, from the north of Italy. And I think that some Europeans, <laughs> when they go to Latin America, they connect with this sense of chaos, this sense of freedom, perhaps, or uh, passion. I don't know how to call it. Like this idea that life thrives at the edge of things and not like not in the structured approach yeah. and I think they feel they get this feeling of being alive and I'm not saying that Europeans are not alive or that Europe being alive is dead I'm not saying that I'm choosing to live in Europe because I like it so I don't want to I don't want to sound like um yeah like I don't want to sound mean to the European lifestyle but I do think yeah. that a lot of Europeans if they are not too rich it and they have this sense of flexibility and adventure, they actually enjoy a lot when they go to Argentina. They find it so rich. And I think also it's the diversity yeah. of options, like the diversity of approaches to life. Like, in, I guess in Brazil, it's the similar with Argentina. We mix everything with there. You can do Reiki and Theta healing and astrology and Tarot and also go to church and pray to Jesus. And, yeah, you know, and also you be a mathematician. And also, like, <laughs> like, you don't have to be there or you don't have to pick and choose. And, like, you don't have to make it's like, sense. It's like very Sagittarius, Pisces. I don't know. It's like, yeah, just whatever works just is go that, for it was the sign of uh, argentina it so Pisces? argentina is a cancer it's cancer they were born we were we have the the independence is this the 16th of june uh-huh why am i doubting i should know this this is in the, <laughs> is <it> the <laughs> wait what's the moon i feel it's wrong i feel it's wrong let me check let me check i feel it's wrong how do i know how am i doubting this now Spending uh, a lot of time in Europe. Look, you're becoming an European. I bet you know the Greek. Uh, <laughs> it's the 9th of July. I was like, no, it's not the 16th yeah. of June. It's the 9th of July. Yeah. So it's Cancer. Uh-huh. With the moon. moon in Capricorn. Oh, wow. Quite traditional. Yeah. And it's... there's this tension between the, you know, the sun are the, it's the leaders and the moon is the people. So that's always the, that was this artist. I think it was Marta Minujin, an artist in Argentina. Who was saying that we need to redeclare our independence to find a better suitable time because because it's uh-huh. a full moon it's like the people are always going to be against the leaders but it's interesting because they are changed they are changed so we have what is it we have the sun in cancer in the 10th house. well we don't know the time to be honest <laughs> mm-hmm. but it is said the usual uh, chart is the noon chart which give us gives us Libra rising. Right. I always suspected of this chart because what I read is that they spent the whole day discussing the Declaration of Independence and they signed it at night. So this shouldn't be Libra rising, but I didn't find any historical document that I, see. You know, I don't know if this is true or this is just a story that it's told. Yeah. Uh, so usually people use the noon chart, which gives us Libra rising. And if yeah. that's true, we have the sun in the 10th house and the moon in the fourth house, but the moon in Capricorn and the sun in, in wow. Cancer. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very traditional. Um, we have sun in Virgo in Brazil and moon in Gemini. Doesn't look like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't look at all. Like it's a bad uh, sun in Virgo, I guess. The shadow of Virgo, which is like the spices. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Completely like disorganized and like deceiving as well. 
But uh, the moon is in Gemini, and I really see that in the population. So the moon is in the fourth house as well in Brazil, and it's conjoined Jupiter. It's a very, very tight conjunction with Jupiter. I see Gen that. Yeah, I, I see that. Yeah. Like Brazilian population, it's like no matter what's happening, they found a way to make a meme out of it. No matter how disgraceful <laughs> the yeah. situation, there is going to be a meme, and there's going to be a joke about it, and there's yeah. going to be you know, someone laughing about it or something, you know. The, and and the the syncretism as well, this ability of being of two complete opposite opinions at the same time. Like I think that's very classic. Brazilian as well, like Brazilian people have the ability to not hold to one truth at mm. all times. So yeah. it's like really fun thing as well. But, and I'm um, also thinking of Carnival, the the opportunity of Carnival with the Moon in Jupiter yeah. in the Gemini, and how it can you can play different uh, well, characters in Carnival in Carnival, and it's like a huge party. I mean, I've never been in Carnival in Brazil, but I I saw. You remember Alessandro from the MA? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm following in I'm following him on, on Instagram and I saw his videos in Carnival and I was like yeah. wow. It's mental. It's mental. I mean I had a I had Carnival blocks which is like street parties on my street. I just look at the window and there's this like wave of people down there which is insane. I took pictures from up there as well like all the people dressing up. I need to put my charger on second. Okay. Um, but um yeah. Yeah, so, I mean crazy um what about the new moon did you do any ritual or anything because i know you're always saying like pay attention to your intentions pay attention to your intentions and i was yeah. planning like i did the podcast with kira sutherland and she was like if you can take the day off you should take the day off to see what you're gonna do this this new moon is super powerful and i was like yeah i'm gonna do it i was looking at my calendar and i was like oh i have so many patients this day i'm not gonna i'm not <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do it. Then in the end, in the evening, I was alone. And I was like, yeah, I have the whole evening for myself. And I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. I, know. Like, I felt so much energy. I started yeah. reading a lot for my MA. And I was like, I feel so full of energy. So I started reading a lot for the MA. And then I was thinking, oh, I should have done the ritual. <laughs> but I didn't do Did you do anything? No, I didn't do anything because I've been in in transit here like going from here to there so i'm like spending most of my energy trying to settle so i can work it's like i've got work to do and i had to talk to do to the lodge as well mm. about the astrology of area and i'm pretty sure it was around um the new moon as well and i just had to work like 10 hours one day because one, I'm a perfectionist. I can't just say I'm going to give a talk about something and not research about that something. Mm -hmm. Like, Saturn rules my third house. I yeah. have to do like, proper research about things I'm going to talk about and, like, really have something interesting. So it took me, like, a whole day, pretty much, to put that. And I think maybe the talk was on a day of the new moon. Was it? Um, on Tuesday, right? No, no it was on I think the new moon. So, yeah. uh, on the... On the 21st was the new moon, right? Yeah, that's it. The 20th was yeah. ingress, isn't it? Yeah. The ingress. Um, yeah, no, I I was so exhausted on Tuesday from um, working the whole day on a Monday for the lot. You know, it was like I woke up and I still didn't have my slides. Do you do that sometimes? Does that happen to you sometimes? You have I to give a talk to... and it's like... I try to do them way in advance, but the thing is sometimes I used to do them so much in advance that I 
forget. <laughs> when you when I got to the time of the talk, I was like, what why did I what I was planning to say in this slide? <laughs> I got to this slide and I'm like, why did I choose this picture? Also I tried to put not too much words in the slides. Now I'm changing it a bit. I'm starting to put more more words to help me remember what I was trying to say basically. Uh, but so sometimes I get to the slide and I'm like Mm, why did I choose this chart? <laughs> like, what was I thinking? So it's it's hard, but I prefer like I know if I don't do if I like now I have to do a talk on the first of April, and today I was preparing the presentation because it was like I want to make sure I don't I'm not running in the in the in the last minute. But sometimes yeah, I do, sometimes because we have so many things to do. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. I, th I guess it depends on the presentation, like some presentations. I'm very graphic, so sometimes mm -hmm. I need to see it in order to understand what I want to say and mm -hmm. to organize how I want to say it. And so for some presentations that are perhaps more uh, unknown territory, let's say, I need to prepare more in advance. Then for some other presentations, which are kind of easier or not easier, but that I something I've taught before, I've talked about it a lot. I'm not so scared. I don't need to prepare that. I, I know I can come up quickly with a nice presentation. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think my optimum time is about a week before. Hmm. A week before not to necessarily do the slides. The slides I usually do about three days before or like four days before maximum. But if I'm doing on a leisurely pace, but I can I can easily get the slides done like a a day before the presentation or two days before the presentation, so it's fresh. Ah, yeah, I know what I'm saying, and I'm personally involved with the subject as well, because otherwise I I don't get the same degree of passion and you know eloquence. But um, but I need at least like a week to do the research. You know, it's like two days researching, and I usually read a lot of academic stuff on whatever it is that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Just like, hmm, what are they saying? <laughs> so there is this huge amount of work, and I did all of that in like one day. So the new moon, I was just really wiped out. Mm -hmm. Well, really which could be part of the new moon in Aries to end up exhausted. Yeah, I didn't even think, you know, like, oh, this is a new moon. I'm gonna. There is a meme. It's quite funny, like, um, you know, me, um, planning the rituals for the moon or the new moon, or the full moon. But like, what I end up doing, and it's like this guy lying down in bed with like a little lighter, <laughs> and like, <laughs> like. Yeah, and I mean, I guess you don't really need to do something. Yeah theatrical you know in the in a, in the way like i was saying i was planning to do a ritual and everything and in the end i spent hours reading for my ma well i would say finally <laughs> i mean maybe that was my ritual you know finally i got the energy to focus on the ma yeah. like i have my supervisor <laughs> pushing me sending me emails like alejo you need to send me this alejo you need to do this and i'm like i, yeah. I need to find the energy to do it and maybe this was my ritual you know like yeah finally is there Getting... in your third house? Sorry? Is there is in your third house? Aries rules my third house, yes. Yeah. But so... it's not at the beginning. I mean, my third house cusp, depending on which house system you use. Yeah. But it's kind of in the middle. It's the but... <laughs> <laughs> it is the whole house. <laughs> Should we get there? Should we... Do we want to open that kind of worms? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my God, what, this is Pluto in Aquarius. Yeah. This, I think, is Pluto in Aquarius. The idea that it's one single truth that's going to free us and set us free. Oh, yeah. And, or there is a superior truth. Yeah. And it's easier said than done because when you see someone saying something that you're like, what are you talking about? That's definitely wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, can trigger, it can be triggered for all of us. Yeah. 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 That was intense, wasn't it? That discussion. I mean, we're not going to go there, but. Let's not go there. We're, we're slightly. <laughs> So on the conversation of Aries, Aries is in my sixth house. Um, ah. the cusp. Yeah, the cusp of my six. And I'm having all of these allergies. But um, but also if we can't, the new moon would have fallen into my fifth, which is about, you know, creativity and personal the personal signature, isn't it? Doing something. Mm -hmm. Um I feel that there is a there is a Hiding up in a transition from fourth to fifth for me. Uh, progressed moon is still in a fourth. And I feel like I'm tying the knots, like the last knots of like, where is home? Where is my base? So I can be really creative and not think about that anymore. Um, mm. So I think this new moon was again another step of that process because I only had to do my slides the whole day and get really tired because I had to travel eight hours on a Friday before. So I couldn't do wow. any I would have done work on that Friday. Yeah. yeah. To drive yeah. to here and and I was like, okay, this life isn't sustainable anymore. <laughs> no, it's not. We need to find a way to yeah, to do it sustainable. Now uh, I'm looking at the full moon. It's actually mm -hmm. in my third house. Mm. So the new moon didn't make it. Yeah. New moon is in the second house, of course. But the full moon is actually right on my third house. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. About writing. Yeah. And sharing ideas. Yeah. And then we have the other new moon on the 29th of on the 20th of April, which is the eclipse. Uh 29 degrees of Aries. Yeah. We've got two new moons in Aries this month. Well, yeah. this month. Season. Yeah. And so you do you use the lunations only with conjunctions or do you also use oppositions and squares and stuff? Uh what do you mean to interpret the chart of a lunation? Yeah. Or... I mean when you like I don't know what to do. For me, that like new moons and full moons that are important, they have to be activating some planet in your chart or some planet or some ah. celestial point. Um okay. but so you... when you say act when I say activating, my question is mm -hmm. Is it conjunctions, oppositions, squares, trines, all of them? Right. Um, I think, obviously, I tend to keep the orb very tight for illuminations because the moon moves so fast. And, yeah. you know, I, I really tend to keep it very tight. But um, I do see when there is a trine, but I also see that's not as strong. It's like, okay, well, this full moon is trying my Saturn. And then there is usually something. I like I liked what Bernadette Brady said about um, trines, is removal of obstacles. So I love uh, to kind of observe and be like, hmm, that's a little bit of a flavor there. But it's not as important. I definitely think that when it comes to lunations, what's more visible is conjunctions. Mm, conjunctions yeah. or oppositions you know if it's like you know from opposite your son as well or something you know there's there's definitely something more 
relevant when it comes to that. And and even more relevant when it's something that's activating a larger transit. So let's yeah. say you've got you got Sun as zero Aquarius, Pluto move to Aquarius, and then we have a formal as zero Aquarius. Well, that's gonna be like pa pa pa, really strong. And you really pa pa pa. <laughs> pa pa pa. You better get ready. Pa pa. Oh, you. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Exactly. <laughs> or like a new moon, zero Aquarius without Pluto right there is activating a long-term transit. That's definitely, that's definitely something very very relevant. Yeah, I agree. I but usually think don't look at it so much. Yeah. Yeah. I usually think of conjunctions also, but with the other the other day I was with a patient and we started tracking down her lunations. And actually the, <clears throat> the new moons that were opposing celestial pawns were very important to her. And I was like, you know, because yeah. at first I told her, No, if they're opposing, they're not so important. Probably the conjunctions are more important. And she's like, but I don't know, know, okay. I was said, Okay, let's track the mat down and see you know how it works for you, because it might not be the same for everyone. And it was the new moons that were opposing celestial points in her chart that were super significant. Interesting. Does she have a lot of oppositions on her chart as well? She has a strong opposition between the, the, the sun and the moon. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that's something very strong part of her psyche as yeah. well, isn't it? It's a good I idea. It's, a, it's how astrology works in the end. It's like what you understand by these placements and then that's how you're going to experience when it comes as a transit as well for you, you know? Mm -hmm. Pluto transit won't be the same for everyone. And um, I think that's definitely quite um, relevant. You said something about this client and it, it did make me think of something as well. Um, what was it? New moon suppositions. No, I was thinking about lunar families. You heard of that? No. That's something that I find very interesting as well. <clears throat> now, I can't remember who came up with this idea. That's not mine. I'm not claiming it's mine. Okay, disclaimer here. Um, but there is this idea of lunar families that every lunation will have the same, roughly the same degree of the sign that starts. So let's say we had a new moon. Ah, yeah, I heard about this, yes. Nine, nine, nine months later, you have a first quarter. Nine months later, you have a da -da, Nine months later, you have a full moon. Now, those I, I see as important. Yes, because I do. Because they are on the same degree. So then it would be counting with the first quarter and certain lunar phases that we don't usually pay attention to. Yeah. So, so uh, sorry, for the people who are listening, so they can understand exactly what, um, what Fernanda is saying. So when you have a new moon, let's say you have a new moon at zero Aquarius, Nine months later, there's going to be a first quarter moon very close to zero Aquarius. And nine months later, there's going to be a full moon very close to zero Aquarius. And nine months later, a last quarter moon very close to zero Aquarius. So there is this mm -hmm. process, this lunation. I, I love this because a lot of astrologers use the lunations. Like you start on the new moon and six months later on the full moon of the mm -hmm. same signs that are opposing you're actually getting the results right and for me it's like come on in some processes six months is nothing yeah, yeah. and i like this idea because it takes nine months to get to the first quarter the nine months so it's like it's several yeah. years to actually something to emerge yeah. i also like the idea of using nine months which is a gestational period in humans so yeah. I think like it's super meaningful. I learned this from Cla Frank Clifford, but he's, he's yeah. quoting a German astrologer. I can't remember her name either. With 
Frank as well, and I thought that was really interesting. When I did the LSA, that's where I learned about the lunar families. And then obviously you start to observe in your chart. Because when there is a new moon, you know, uh, we're just saying about, oh, a new moon conjunction in your sun, in Aquarius, pa, pa, pa. Well, <laughs> nine months later, that's going to be a first If quarter. you survived nine months later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you were like a mushroom zombie by then. Um, <laughs> that's <kind> exactly. Of... <clears throat> I actually, did you watch The Last of Us talking about the mushroom zombies? <laughs> did you watch that? That's an HBO no. show. That was having a lot of, um, you know, the public was talking a lot about it. I love having a double Gemini partner because he always knows what's going on. And he's always like, hey, people are watching this and they're talking about it. I've seen a lot of memes and a lot of comments and a lot of articles about it. Let's watch uh, I it. love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it as well. And then I use that to think about Pluto in Aquarius, for example, because, you know, it's a collective. It's like, there is a show that's, you know, that's that's hypnotizing the collective in a way, like everybody's talking about it. So let's have a look at what that is. So there's two things that I watched that apparently a lot of people are talking about. One is this show, The Last of Us, which was based on the on a video game. Mm. So there is apparently a video game called The Last of Us that people played, and and a lot of people were saying that the the series is very loyal to the game as well, and da da da. I don't know. I have no idea, but is very Pluton Aquarius, very Pluton Aquarius. First, the problem that, um, that you know, transformed people into uh, zombies is a mushroom. You know how in my last talk I was saying that for uh, me, I really relate to a mushroom. It's yeah. a massively woke show as well. You've got, you know, gays and you got all sorts, like it's very Aquarius as well in that regard. Um, Oh, there's a lot of things I can't remember now, but I was like watching it. I was like, oh my God, that's Pluto and Aquarius. The other thing I watched recently that I thought, hmm, that seems to be a Pluto and Aquarius is a film that's been done a few years ago, but apparently is being revived and people are watching now and talking about it. It's called Life. Have you seen it? It's, um, it's a sci-fi as well of people finding life in Mars and bringing uh -huh. in the spaceship and stuff and um and that life being actually quite destructive and no i haven't seen it i haven't heard of it it's weird i love science fiction it's films and these kinds of things i think it's on netflix now so if you do have netflix you can watch it and again okay. i thought it was it had something to do that was capturing the imaginarium of pluto in aquarius like this you know sort of sci-fi going searching for life in another planet but the hubris, you know, of being like, oh, we're going to find life somewhere else. And, you know, that, that sort of like Frankenstein thing, you know, the, the monster mm. and, the, and, and that ends up being very destructive and very intelligent as well. Did um, you know that NASA has a, a role as their, you know, as their job positions? I remember because I remember I read the advertisement that they were looking for people to apply for it of course i could never apply for it but i was i love nasa i i don't love nasa i have this weird feeling because i love the idea of traveling in space and okay. to the edges of the space of, of this of this of the yeah the universe <laughs> and at the same time i fear colonization the the, the dark side of jupiter let's say right this over expanding uh, idea so i have this dual feeling with nasa and uh, but i kind of 
I'm obviously attracted to it. I follow all of the Instagram threads and all of the videos of the astronauts in space and in the in the space station, and they show you how they drink, how they sleep, how they do sports, how they go to the bathroom, these kinds of things. Anyway, so uh, the, um, what was I saying? You now, were saying the, uh, they have this position. Yeah, they have yeah. this position, which is called I don't remember the exact name, but something like protector of the Earth. <laughs> an alien species or something like that because it's basically somebody who is knows a lot about chemistry physics biology and is the person responsible of making sure that we don't spread microbes and bacteria to the other planets that could affect the that could affect whatever is happening on the other planets as well as not bringing these dangers to our planet and mm -hmm. what could cause here and i found it like so interesting <laughs> yeah like a story it's like well, I mean, you know men in black that film <laughs> ah no i haven't i don't remember I, i'm sorry but i don't remember i think they're a little bit about like you know this type of um agents mm. they're sort of like interplanetary I, I just didn't know that was actually real like they are there are like people working on that. That's amazing. I mean, in some ways, it's amazing because what happened in America when when the Spaniards, when the Europeans came, was that they didn't only win one because they didn't only win because they had um, gun gunpowder. They also won because they brought diseases, mm -hmm. and yeah. the yeah. native the natives could not. They won't. They didn't have the how do you call it? The immune system prepared for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very interesting, isn't it? That's very Pluto and Aquarius as well, I guess. I think so. I think about spreading something, you know, spreading diseases out in outer space. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what I kind of world are we living in, dude? I know, and I'm a Virgo. You know, I'm very, very earthy. I'm like, why? To what end? <laughs> I was like, let's just leave it alone. You know, try to do our best here and like um yeah at the same time i'm super and also you know there's been a lot of talk i don't know if a lot of talk maybe this is what my instagram my pluton aquarius who is super smart shows me yeah. yes shows me what i'm interested in but i've seen a lot of posts about wood forests wood is one of the most exquisite elements in the universe it's like mm -hmm. one of the most precious elements in the universe like diamonds and these kinds of things that we think are the most precious thing they are precious here on earth but if you count other planets like what you uh -huh. definitely cannot find in other planets is wood so there's wow. all this talk yeah. about you know like yeah. when are we going to start appreciating that we have something in our planet which is like yeah. is so unique Oh, I love wood. Honestly, I love I love wood yep. and I love trees. I love real like live wood, like woodlands. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. And you know what I thought as well about um this Pluto in Aquarius because I had to do this whole research about culinary, and you know again like Saturn is in Scorpio rules my third house. I cannot do a superficial research. I have to go really deep. So I'm like reading about you know the discover of fire and how that changed everything because that's when I start cooking. But how changed our brains and etc and etc and um and um and then i got to 
nowadays. So I watched a whole documentary about the history of food and stuff, and it was really interesting. And it got to nowadays. So basically, it's expected that by, I don't know, like 2030 or like 2050 or something, there's almost not going to be anyone in a country. Like people will have migrated to cities and be in like urban, you know, scenarios. Because wow. everyone is living. You know how in Italy they have these programs of like buying houses in the countryside yeah. for one year because yeah. everybody left. And yeah. so, so we're like, there's not going to be farmers and people interested in farming and, you know, da da da. So, what's the solution? And I saw these people in New York, well, in the US. One in New York who does, um, they both do vertical farming. So I thought that was very Putin Aquarius. It's vertical farming. You don't do farm, like, you know, landscape, blah, blah. But like, it's like upwards. Like we have the buildings, you know, people living on top of each other. So you do farm like that. And one of them is like a local urban project that does in like shipping containers. You know, there's like metal boxes basically mm -hmm. so they do vertical farming in that in the city so people can go in that it's like massively hipster as well it's like in new york you know there's a hipster guy yes, like yes motivating you know vegetables and like you yeah. know herbs and stuff and like you just go there and get your fresh produce and yeah but i just thought wow is that what you know because for me that really seemed very aquarian as well you know imagine like it's like it's like recycling at the same time and it's like doing you know this like urban farming as well so people can have fresh products and and like slowly get rid of the farm factories you know i don't know um, i don't know it sounds a bit scary to me yeah <laughs> yeah and everything that has to do with hipster culture <laughs> i find it a bit i think hipster culture has this um this look that it's so eco-friendly and healthy and natural mm. approach to life but i think it's so urban and so mm. not it's so not so connected with nature actually it's yeah a... i wonder if, if hipsters are a pluto and aquarius thing as well if you think about it i don't know it would be interesting to research the history of hipsters and what's that about because it's true i think they're highly urban but they're trying to go back to these old valleys of like bread, you know, ancient bread making techniques and, you know, real like coffee grains. Yeah, with, exactly. You know, but there's like, and they're like moving away from the industrial stuff. Yeah, um, but, you know, it's a bit, I think it's a bit fake in some ways because, you know, there are a lot of problems because Europe is buying all of the avocados from Latin America. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. huge fields are being uh, huge crops of woods are being taken off to ray to grow more avocados not not for the people in Latin America but to sell them to Europe with quinoa when I was in Bolivia quinoa was super expensive. <laughs> and I was yeah. like how come quinoa is expensive here and in Europe is affordable? I mean it wasn't expensive for me because I was carrying euros but I was like yeah. if I'm living here how come this yeah. is so because yeah. it's like a new trend and you know palo santo do you know palo santo yeah, I do. the I other day i was reading i'm not sure if it's correct because i'm not sure like how trustful the source is but i was reading there seems to be 
there's, I think there's a little bit of confusion between two different species. So that's why I'm not sure if it's exactly like that. But there seems to be, it's, a, it's about to become an endangered species because mm. everyone in Europe is buying Palo Santo to cleanse, yeah. to do cleansings in their house. And yeah. it's like, so I sometimes feel this uh, with the hipster culture and this going back to nature, but not wanting to pay the price. If you want to go back to nature, well, maybe you have to change your lifestyle. I mean, you know, that's, I don't know. I yeah. sometimes find it a bit, um, and yeah. also with the results of gentrification, you know, in the different cities, how yeah. has impacted city life also. Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't want to sound fake. I mean, I love hipsters bar. I love going for a coffee and having the milk of, I don't know what, with the cinnamon and with the, uh, the cinnamon bun made from this and the toast with avocado. I love doing all of that. I'm not saying, yeah. I don't want to sound fake. But I do it less and less because I, I wonder, like, what's the end? What's the result on this? And I think there is this kind of marketing mm -hmm. campaign to make it look natural and healthy and eco-friendly. And I'm starting to question how eco-friendly it is. But I mean, it's a pro I think this is Pluto and Aquarius also. Like, you know, I'm almost vegan. I'm not 100% vegan, but I'm almost vegan. And wow. I take a lot of almond milk. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been reading that the bees are dying because they're exhausted because they are hired to pollinize the almond trees because there's so much demand of almond milk wow. so i'm like what what is what is the nice friendly answer you know to life whatever we do is that we hurt whatever we touch like, i'm trying to save the cows so now i'm hurting the bees so it's like what is it that i can do you know it's like come on i think this is also maybe pluto and aquarius i don't know for sure. I mean, what I think, I, I agree with you, and I definitely see that as well. Or like, you know, getting these cool coffee beans that are like cultivated by slaves, you know, somewhere else. It's like, great. Um, and I'm being ironic here, please. I don't mean truly great. Um, but just to make it clear, <laughs> someone cancel me, which is another Pluto in Aquarius. But, um, yeah. <laughs> But, um, but um, I, you know, there's these two sides, I, I, I think. And that's why I thought it was interesting about the vertical farming, that the solution is to downgrade the industrial, you know, the, the industrial mm. um, big produce, you know, producing for larger amounts of people and to really try to become more. And again, there were like specialists in this documentary saying this spot is impossible. From where we are, it's impossible to go all fully local, you know? Because mm, yeah. that would be the whole thing, like avocados coming from Mexico and, you know, quinoa coming from Peru or whatever. It's like partly being, you know, alive in this sort of like postmodern society is being spoiled for choices. It's like... Mm -hmm. Mm, Lord, what do I, I want to have pineapples in the winter in England. It's like, no, yeah. mate, you don't have pineapples in the winter in England. Like, pineapples don't grow there and they're not natural there. You got to have, you know, whatever. Um, so that's what I thought about that, those containers and like local grown, you know, stuff that people could go and um, have it. But I agree. I mean, I, I completely agree. It's like you're trying to save something and then you're hurting something else. Or you're trying to save something and you're hurting yourself, you know? Because I don't believe that all of these processed vegan cheeses are good for you. For sure they're not. Come on. So, 
it's like yeah but i'm not hurting the animals but you're hurting your bowels and you're yeah you're, you're like you know the yeah. with the history of food as well as like processed industrialized um um foods is when we start having a lot you know more autoimmune diseases mm -hmm. and yeah those big diseases that we didn't have so much before you know and suddenly yeah. becomes like an epidemic of it as well so it's hard isn't it and i agree it's weird i'm not particularly fan of hipsters but i do appreciate as i get older like mm -hmm. going back to saturn and getting older and knowing about being old i'm appreciating more and more good stuff like yeah don't that's give me instant hot chocolate i don't want that like I'd rather mm, yeah. not have it. <laughs> I want the proper real like cocoa solids with you know proper real nice chili like I want to have like real flavors you know yeah I'm on your brother's team who says this could be my last meal it has to be good <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree with him as a fellow morning cancer I completely <laughs> agree with his thought food is important yeah yeah, we'll see. You know, that's definitely a lot of material on Pluto in Aquarius there for you guys to to learn. There's also um, I saw an advertisement for a, a new TV series. I think it's on HBO. I'm not remember now if it's on HBO or Apple TV, maybe uh, mm -hmm. with Meryl Streep and many like brilliant actors and actresses. And mm -hmm. it's called I don't remember how it's called. Let me let me try to find it. Um, but it's about like the future of the world basically mm -hmm. um how can i look for this new tv series meryl yeah. streep yeah i think that'll probably meryl streep joins only murders in the building this is the one extrapolations mm -hmm. extrapolations it's in apple on apple tv i haven't seen it yet i don't know if it's been I think it's about to come out, but it's about, for what I understand, they go through, they go to the future. So they, there are different stories at different times in the future, like 2030, 2040, 2050, 2060, following what environmentalists say it's going to happen. All right. Yeah. So, ah, wait, I have something more about Pluto and Aquarius. I met this woman who is a scientist. Listen to this. Yeah. She's a scientist and she's working on this project to design plastic that absorbs carbon dioxide. Dioxin carbon, how do you say? CO2? Yeah. 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 Carbon, carbon dioxin. Because in wow. Spanish we say it the other way around. But um, so and she's working on this on this idea to create plastic mm -hmm. to absorb carbon uh, carbon CO2. I think yeah. it's so Pluto Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I, that's it's absolutely amazing. amazing. I mean, they're like trying yeah. to find edible plastic, and it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. We'll see more and more of that. I mean, that's the good side of Pluto Aquarius, isn't it? I, I mean, mean I think with every there planet. There is a side effect. <laughs> like we're saying, like you do, you save the cows, but you hurt the bees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with <laughs> with <laughs> with every planet you have the light and the shadow i guess so there's always a downside yeah. of it we cannot only have the light i think what's important is to know i mean i think the only problem with technology and i see this also with ai is the belief that someday it's going to set us free you know from problems 
it yeah. may solve problems, but it will probably create other problems. And yeah, maybe yeah, it's exactly. a fantasy to believe, like what I'm saying with the milk, maybe it's a childish fantasy to believe that there's a way to be on Earth without causing any harm at all. In the end, we all have Mars in our chart somewhere. Yeah. So maybe yeah. we need to accept our... That's a brilliant way. And that's a brilliant analogy, really. Like you can use it in various situations. Like, you know, how how that is the same analogy of like to make an um, omelette, you have to break the eggs. Mm. So it's yeah. like, well, to save the cows, you have to hurt the bees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. It is. Um, what's interesting as well in all of this is to see the newer generations, you know, and how much of an impact all of this will have on them as well. What kind of human beings will they be, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I, my, um, I have a psychiatrist, you know, friend, good friend of mine, and he was saying, the fact that babies are already being raised with phones is yeah, going to change the brain, completely. Like, the connections in the brain that we have are changed from like yeah. how children are raised. And I'm not saying this to judge anyone, you know, your kid is making a fuss by all means, put the iPad and, you know, get them to watch something so they can, you know, so you can do whatever it is that you need to do. But the point is that something is being changed in our, in our psychology like deeply and also i think the the fact that we have so many videos and pictures now like when we grew up i wasn't constantly being recorded and taking photographs and being able to see myself as i was changing and growing up i would see it i had a, we had a huge mirror in my house so i would look at myself in the mirror but there is something more <laughs> dynamic on it because you cannot go back to see the picture that you saw in your in your mirror three years ago but now yeah. there's so much visual information about our development. And I think that's also going to change a lot. The sense yeah. of self yeah. um, in people's yeah. minds. Absolutely. And the, you know, the bullying as well. That, that's something we were talking about me and my psychiatrist friend as well. He was saying the bullying doesn't stop at school anymore. You know, you go to school, someone will be taking the piss of you and it would stay there. You go back mm -hmm. home, and, you know, you do something else. You have your friends from somewhere else. and But now mm. it's, all, it's, it's everywhere. Everywhere, all the time, all the things. All the, that film is <laughs> like pretty much that feeling. Wow. That's also Pluto and Aquarius. With the online presence, isn't it? Like we're constantly connected. There is yeah. no more, you know, apart from the older generations that make a point of being disconnected, you know, of being like, ah, oh, this doesn't control me, you know, the baby boomers, like, yeah, and and then and at the same time, my mom is constantly on the phone, you know, like she got used to, but I don't know, yeah, I mean, how is that gonna go, you know? I mean, I don't, I don't know, and I, yeah, I feel, and again, like that's also like the. Older generations are always fearing the newer generation. Yeah, it's always like that. Yeah. There's... Well, it's like, oh, I'm really scared everyone's connected all the time. Yeah. But like, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. There are going to be yeah. good things and bad things about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, with all of that in mind, let's welcome Pluto in Aquarius. <laughs> let's welcome Pluto in Aquarius. He's coming in in two hours, actually. 12 13 is here now, in two hours exactly. <laughs> He's going to yeah. be entering Aquarius. If you have time and the will, you can do a meditation. Melanie Reinhardt used to say she tries to save some minutes to kind of try to tune in with the energy. 
So if you have the time and the will, you can do it. Um, yeah, I will go get a new pot for my plants to move them. So maybe that's a bit plutonian also to give them more room to thrive yeah. and live. I'm trying yeah. to save one of them because I think she's Pick about to back. die Pick in the pot she's in. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so it's a bit, it's not so much Pluto in Aquarius, but it's Pluto somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, I'll be working, but I'll definitely think, well, maybe I'll be walking actually amongst the lakes and stuff. So I'll try oh, nice. to say a little prayer to Pluto in Aquarius because it will eventually hit my IC. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you're thinking of moving back and you're thinking about all of these things about your place of belonging. It's very Pluto in, on the IC. Yeah, I mean, eventually that Pluto will get there and I think it will change. You know, my mom has been talking about moving from the house I grew up in my childhood. That's going to be a, oh. huge, that's gonna be a huge change. Um, but for now, it's still all like in the on the the ideas, which I guess is a Pluto still in my third house for a few years. Mm -hmm. um, and is the Pluto square Pluto as well? Isn't it? I mean, you have Pluto in Libra, though, isn't it? I have Pluto in Libra. Yeah. yeah, so you've been going through the Pluto Square Pluto. I'm mm -hmm. beginning my Pluto Square Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. I have I been going through a lot more than Pluto Square Pluto, but well, we can save that for some other podcast. <laughs> because life has been quite intense. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet. Amazing. Um, oh, nice. Well, it was nice to catch up. Yeah, it was great. Do you My have any upcoming talks or anything, uh, by the way? I do, for Portugal. So we're going to Portugal conference, ASPAS, in Azores. And I'm going to be giving yes. a workshop on relationships. So astrology of relationships and mixing techniques. So it's more advanced. Nice. Um, it's actually very nice. Use of techniques and things. Um, yeah. So I'm definitely doing that. And I'm um, not sure later on what I'm going to be doing but this is definitely the next thing here i'm still doing weekly videos on youtube so if you guys want to check that out that would be great um and um and uh, to finish as well like for my um you know what my partner said like we were like talking about maybe bringing guests to the podcast mm -hmm. yes doing a threesome um podcast wise conversation threesome threesome yeah yeah we said that we should use chat G was it GTP? Ah, was it we could try it. Yeah, that's very Pluto and Aquarius also. We could try it. We yeah, can invite him. Is it a him or a she or a they? We can invite them. They, isn't it? I think we should invite yeah. them. I think it's definitely a them because there's no binary, isn't it? I think it's not binary. Yeah, we could try it. Yeah, next time. <laughs> and ask All questions right. about what does he think? What does they? What do they think about? Yeah. About reality transits or something, yes. Yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah. Good. Yeah. And uh, what about you? Are you giving any talks soon? So I have so the thirtieth also... um, of March. I have the um, heroes, the astrology of the hero's journey, on the <laughs> Faculty of Astrological Studies. I'm very excited about this one, so I invite everyone to come. And then on mm. the first of April, I'm doing a webinar on uh, about the. Um, difference between signs and houses which is something that a lot of times get overlapped and i'm very obsessed with making clear that they're not the same and yeah basically that's it i have a few more but i don't remember now 
Sorry. Is that one from the faculty as well? The one about signs in houses? Yes, both are from the faculty. Yes. Nice. And if you're interested, you can listen to the podcast that I did with Kira Sutherland on oh, Aries, on the air yeah. on Aries season. I love you know, her. She's... I think she's brilliant. Yeah. She's super Aries. You know, the nice things about doing the podcast about the seasons is that for Pisces, we invited Mark Jones, who is a Pisces. And you can sense when you listen to the podcast, you can sense the Pisces energy. And before that, we did the Aquarius season with Saffron Rossi. And you can sense it's Aquarius. You can sense the intellectual side, the cold, uh, not cold in a bad way, like the rational side, intellectuality, and uh, like very civilized and measured and the way words were chosen and then we went to pisces and it was all like dreamy and very (laughs) sensitive and And then we went to aries with kira because we chose guests who represent that sign and kira is super aries and it was like i think that's when i started getting all of the aries vibe and like yeah i'm i'm awake so it's quite interesting to for me to feel the different vibes mm-hmm. because I have to be like in control because this one has to last one hour and it has a structure that I have to follow because it's it's not my independent podcast. I mean, I have to do it in the way that it should be. Um, yeah, <laughs> so it's hard for me to kind of, uh, I need to navigate this because they're all different. So how to conduct it? And it's, yeah. I feel so much the different energies. So it's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool, though. Very yeah. nice idea. All right. Well, we're like massively over time. Yes. But I think it's nice because we haven't catched up for a long time. So it's yeah, okay. me too. Yeah, me too. That's wonderful. Okay. Well, well, I think we're going to be catching up once a month now, no? <laughs> That's the idea. Probably, yes. Once yeah. a month. But well, we are uh... the out of anger, so you never know. You never know. Exactly. We never know. This is the problem. It's not that you never know. It's that we never know. We try to do our best. Yes. Exactly. We're going to stop trying to promise anything. We don't make promises. We just make great content. No promises. Just great content. Exactly. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Well, I'll be seeing you probably in a month in some time. Enjoy the Pluto and Aquarius. And. You too. Enjoy the <laughs> eclipse upcoming next. Yeah, too. Yeah. Wow. We should have talked about that too late now. Okay, Bye. maybe we'll maybe we'll do another one before. Th- maybe we'll do a quick one about the eclipse. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone. Bye bye.